The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Autoria, Source Elements, and RSPE Audio Solutions. Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Julian Rogers, and in this week's edition, I'm joined by Russ Hughes and Don Morley. We're talking about things that happened in March in the world of uh, music and audio production uh, and what we thought of them, new stuff specifically. So we might as well just crack on with it. And um, this is loosely chronological, I suppose. So going right the way back to the beginning of March, um, Waves released Cosmos and the accompanying CR8 sampler, um, which we, we were kind of scratching our heads over that a little. But, um, oh, Russ, you checked this out. So uh, so over, over to you. What, what, what did you find and what did you think? Yeah, I think this became my find of the week one week on a podcast because it, it is absolutely fantastic. What it does is that the larger your sample collection gets on your hard drive, the less useful it becomes, which sounds odd. But you spend, if you're not careful, it's a bit like library music when you're making videos. You should spend most of your time trying to find the right thing. Whereas, and so, and if it's incorrectly named, so let's say you've got a snare, this SN4828, something like that, or it's just not even named at all, like Audio One, for those that do stupid things like that in Pro Tools, but it might still be a great snare. What Waves Cosmos does is it uses artificial intelligence or machine learning. I'm not sure what the difference is actually, but we won't get into that today. And it goes across your libraries, your hard drives, and it categorizes everything based on what it thinks is in the file. It categorizes the tempo, the key. It knows that a snare is a snare. It knows that it's a snare with reverb on it, or it knows it's a, a tight snare, or it knows it's a vocal, or it knows it's a synth pad. It's insane. Because then when you get when you've actually got it to do that, you then go through the library of what it's created and you say, find me all the snares. And I found one that had a name that was like eight at 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 FBGK, but it was a great sounding snare. So it's just and then it's it's brilliant. So it basically it's it's idiot proof sample finding uh, on your hard drives. It comes with a, with a shed full of stuff as well. I think four thousand samples when you when you download it, which which is which is good as, as well. And the best bit about it, it's all free. And then it comes with a add-on sampler, less useful, but still, still, it's still cool. Called the CR8. I think it's twenty-nine bucks at the moment on sale at Waves. When isn't when isn't the one? Should we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, as I say, it's it's a no-brainer. So so I th- I, I yeah I, I I think it's a good it's a good piece of kit. Uh, Dom, uh, uh, were you aware of this? Is this something that crossed your radar? Uh, it hadn't. Um, I I won't get into details, but I have a personal issue with waves, um, so I just I just ignore everything that they do. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> so it's but, a miss from Dom because <laughs> it's waves. Is the, is this a, it's, it's I not definitely me, it's won't you. be getting it because it's waves. <laughs> there, there no waves plugins tarnish my computers. Oh. Um, but I did. Uh, obviously, I've had a look at it and. Um, I am going to be a grown-up and say that reluctantly, I think it's a really good idea. Um, One thing that gets my hackles up a little bit is when it says it's AI, because nearly anything that describes itself as AI isn't. Um, And I don't think this is AI either. I just think it's really clever programming. Um, I don't think it's going beyond what it's been told to do. If it does what it says on the tin, then that will save people hours and it will resurrect some amazing samples. Uh, You know, as Russ's snare is a great example there. Um, so yeah, yeah, great product. Um, I won't be using it because of my principled stance against waves, but I'm not saying other people should because it looks really good. I love it because I'm an inherently lazy bugger when it comes to production because I forget to like, like who has the time? I know people do it. Who has the time to go through their sample library and categorize it and label it? Very well, exactly. few of us. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And yeah. I've got like 
four terabytes of sample libraries uh, of all sorts of stuff that go back a decade. So uh, the chance of me finding the right one, it is clever. So uh, even though you're not a Waves fan, uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's a smart piece of kit. Yeah. Mm. It, get, it gets it gets and it's free, so it gets a thumbs up from me. Yeah, so I don't have to give them any money, so maybe I'd be more tempted by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fair I'll give them a thumbs up anyway. Yeah, it's a good idea. Like it. I mean, I, I I recognised it. I didn't get it to begin with, but after talking to Russ, I I, I took a second look and I I, I did get it, and I recognised similar kind of stuff from the kind of things that kind of like physicists and astronomers and people use for for displaying relationships with massive data sets. And I just thought, well, if it works for them, actually, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see stuff lo- kind of like this, or I don't know, just some something just to do with search, not sample search, just search. Spotlight, I'm not a fan of. Um, I just yeah. find it can't find stuff that I know perfectly well's there. But yeah, some kind of upgrade on that and some this kind of stuff coming into stuff. I'm sure we could use it if it's there. Why not? You know, because not everyone uses samples, but everyone searches for stuff. So, yeah. but I haven't mm. used it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain on this one. But yeah, generally everything looks pretty pretty positive on that. So I think we can just, do, uh, just wave a, that a, through. <laughs> a, a, a precautionary warning for you, Don. There's another waves product coming up in this in this show today. So perhaps we got the yeah, wrong guy. Yeah, on I the know. Show. Yeah, I'm prepared. <laughs> I steeled myself. Okay. All right. Um, well, moving on. Um, I mean, Cubase twelve. Um, Cubase, uh, we, a very long time ago, I was a Cubase user. I don't know what experience of Cubase either of you have though. So, um, so did we, did we all see it? And if so, what did we think? Um, Dom, Cubase guy? Um, I, I did when it back when I was a teenager. So that's obviously, you know, several thousand years ago now. So, so I'm not for a long time. Um, there was a period, I think in the nineties where they, the, the, the product struggled to work well with tape machines you know what i mean so mm. back in those days when that sort of thing was important so back that's when day. i sort of yeah i stopped using it but um but i've heard a lot of good things about cubase and and um you know i have some of my students i'm professor at leeds conservatoire part-time and um a lot of my students kind of dig it and and just looking at this new thing audio to midi chords it looks like a simple kind of drag and drop almost sort of affair of, of dropping your audio on and getting midi chords out mm. if that works well then that's that's a really good idea. That's that could um, you know for remixes and things like that. That would save you an awful lot of time messing around. Um, and yeah, it, it looks like there's the, it doesn't look like a revolution, but it looks like a good evolution of the product. So yeah, it looks looks good to me. Fair enough, um, Russ. Cubase twelve. Yeah, there's 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 a few things in it that uh, I think the the problem with the door evolution is generally one door gets it and then another one inherits it. And then, so they kind of play leapfrog with each other, don't they, about, oh, this has got this now. And then, then a door will come up with an idea that the other doors haven't got and they'll implement it and then the other doors will play catch up. And so there's this kind of uh, displacement going on in the in the door world, isn't there? So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and you know my feelings generally because of the articles I've written about DAWs, is that generally... Y- you could fly to Mars with most DAWs these days, and so it's yeah. it, it's full of tons of stuff. There's lots of com- I, I know lots of composers love it. I know Hans Zimmer uses it, for example, if you've heard of him. Uh, but but a lot of the remote control team use it, and uh, I understand that the the Atmos integration in 
Cubase is better, or is that innuendo? I might have had that wrong, but I know Dolby Atmos is coming to this, isn't it? And and in some ways, it seems to be better than the implementation that you have in Pro Tools. And we hmm. can also mention there's an ARA implementation in, in Cubase, which is still missing from Pro Tools. So I don't think it's going to make anybody switch, but I think it's going to make the, make the owners of Cubase happy. The other thing I think is that they're forcing people onto VST3, aren't they? Is that right? Am I wrong with that? I, that was my understanding that kind of dropping support, for, dropping support for VST three in this VST two, sorry, mm. which would be a real pain in the ass if you haven't got VST three versions of stuff. Yeah, this is one of these cases where um, I know what was in the update, but because I haven't used Cubase in so long, that actually I'm slightly, slightly reluctant to say anything too definitive because I'm not that I'm not clear about what the previous version was. Like. I also know that collaboration is good, isn't it? Because Robbie Dwyer wrote about that, and I know that also that Mike Exeter yeah. has used it with uh, with Tony Iommi. So, right, they swear by the collaboration in this because they say it's just almost seamless. Uh, so, nice. yeah, so uh, it's. Uh, it's a monster of a product, isn't it? Uh, and it's a, and the other thing to, to to remember is it's it's perpetual, not not uh, rental. So some people will love that. that. If nothing else, people will just be ecstatic about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and no iLock either, because they and but they have and they've dropped e licenser, which was their version of iLock. So that's yeah. gone as well now. So which is uh, this version, isn't it? I believe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. So. None of us around this table use it, but looking at it, I think they do. I, I think Steinberg is always a strong offering, even if it's not our cup of tea. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's. Uh, I think it's. It's. I think it looks like a great release. There's a ton to just. If you just look at new in twelve on their website, there's a ton of new features. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you're if you're a Cubase user already, this would be you know this would be great. This would be really. Good oh yes, yeah. they, they, they've shown them the love, haven't they? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and and the upgrade is eighty five pounds from right. pro to pro, so that's not a lot of money, is it? That's in, all right. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's that's, that's uh, an incredible deal. And from Cubase Elements, uh, you can go from Cubase Elements original from ver- all the way back to version six of Cubase Elements to Elements twelve for twenty five pounds. So <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and it's a silicon happy as well, which is nice. Pardon me. It's a native silicon happy, apparently. Atom, oh, it's M1, silicon. yeah, it's M1 compatible yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine in a couple of years' time when we won't even talk like that anymore. Uh, yeah. Well, there'll be another one, won't there, that we'll have to talk about, whether it's compatible with that. Yeah, the next Apple chip. So, is that a pair of passes? Yeah. yeah. Thumbs up from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah it's, why not? It's, yeah. it's a hit from me. Yeah, and a hit from me. Okay. Um, let's move it on to, uh, well, Sonox released Listen Hub, this software-only monitor controller which um, i so, think you know the most about in the room so why don't you talk about listen hub and then we'll uh, then explain to us the idea of software-based control room i, I scratched my head a little bit when i when i was wondering how that was going to work exactly and uh, having seen it no it's it's fine what it is is uh, it's some software that sits between the outputs of the DAW and the uh, and the inputs to your interface, um, much like a, a hardware <laughs> a hardware interface might do between your, I mean, a hardware controller might do uh, between the outputs of the interface and uh, and your monitoring. In Pro Tools, for example, you don't route to your audio interface; you route to Listen Hub, and then from Listen Hub, you route Listen Hub to your audio interface. 
and that way you can do all of the stuff, the, the switching, it presents three pairs of inputs, so you can have uh, your system audio, your main input from your DAW, uh, and, uh, and and a reference one, which you can route to from the DAW as well. So three-way swapping between uh, um, references and system stuff. And uh, my main concern was, what does it do about um, about a volume knob? Because I hate rotary controls on uh, on touchscreens, and mm. uh, I can't bear. Oh, I should mention it. You you don't you can access it in desktop mode with your mouse but it's pretty much designed to be used on a tablet or on a phone but you're not there with a software fader or knob um instead it's just got four buttons which just progressively go down by 6 db each time you set up the level that you want and then and that's pretty much does everything you need to i've been using it quite happily like that so yeah i think it's i think it's really good the only thing really that i can see that you can't do with it uh is talkback which when tracking yeah sure fair enough but um during during mixing, absolutely, you're not going to be using talkback. So you know that's the only limitation that I came across on it. Oh, and of course, you can host plugins, so it can host things like you know Sonarworks or whatever it might be. Uh, so um, I don't know. Uh, uh, have either of you have either of you uh, checked it out? I'm guessing that neither of you have tried it. I mean, I don't know, Dom. You, you may have done, but uh, uh, it's uh, not no, I haven't actually. Um, but so I did sort of have a look at it before we started um, because uh, I, I had I'd seen it mentioned, and and I hadn't sort of investigated as what it what it actually is and does. Um, and I think it's if you're in a certain sort of studio setup, I think it's. It's a useful. It's, it looks like a useful tool. I mean, obviously you've used it and you've liked it. Um, the the fact that it does the kind of switching between your tidal stream or your Spotify or whatever, so you can AB your mix against something else, is cool. There are a few things I think that do that. Uh, so this is one of those options. But I think what Sonox has done here is, as they often do, they've gone a little bit further and they've thought a little bit deeper and they've given you some more things on top of what anyone else gives you in that you can isolate frequency bands so you can listen to the the base of your mix compared to the base of whatever you're comparing to on Tidal, um, which seems like quite an interesting way of mm. working if you want to go that deep on, uh, you know, if you've really be, been given something that you need your mix to sound like, then uh, that's quite an interesting little move. Um, mm. It's I've got a setup that, that means it wouldn't, be useful for me but um but i can see how if you were just an in-the-box sort of person or something like that that could be a really nice sort of functional um interface to put in between um your output and your and your headphones or in your speakers mm. oh and i should mention that um it's uh it, it offers some some loudness measurement but you mm. know, not a huge amount but what it prioritizes over loudness interestingly is is a, a dynamic range measurement with like a history histogram mm. and the idea being um that uh, if you're mixing with appropriate dynamics then you're good for whatever loudness stuff happens when you go to streaming i think it's right. cool that basically and, and some people have seen this talk about this is that it allows you to do things off your ipad or your iphone that you would previously have done as as, as plugins on your mix such as loudness such as mono compatibility such as things like checking the sides and, mm -hmm. and things like that uh so for somebody who hasn't got a fully it it's it, it's it's acknowledging that not everybody works in hardware-based studios anymore in fact fewer people do yeah than used to be so it's acknowledging that there's a new kind of workflow 
And if you can put in a pile of tools in people's hands for not a lot of money, I think it's £44 at the moment, uh, and and help them to have those loudness tools and those mono-check tools. And, and, and I'm a Julian. I, I can't stand circular dials on things in, in software. It just makes no sense because sometimes they work by pushing up and down and other times you have to rotate around the, around the yeah, gear yeah. the knob and stuff like that. Whereas having a loud, normal, quiet and soft setting, it, it, that makes perfect sense because what you really want is you want your standard volume for mixing. If somebody walks in the room, drop it down, want to check it loud, do that. There's dim and mute and all that as well. So I think it's – and you can put – is it right you can put plugins across it as well, Julian? You can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so – Which is ideal for – mostly for stuff like Sonoworks. It's great. Oh, of course. That makes perfect sense because who, who, who hasn't – for those of us who've used Sonoworks, who hasn't forgotten to, to disable Sonoworks when bouncing? Mm, yeah. You're, lo- you're uh, less likely to, like, put a flanger on it, you know, but you know, if you really want to. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Bit of an Don't fence me in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ELO mix. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's great. Uh, okay, well, mm. um, yeah, absolutely. I, I like it, and it's it's kind of stuck around f- with me. It's uh, it's definitely uh, my cool. my um, hardware monitor controller cool. is is no longer on my table. Nice. Yeah. Excellent. Nicely. Dom? Nice. Good. Uh, so uh, that sounds sounds approving all round. Um, okay. A so, hit from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hit yeah. from me. Yeah. And and definitely hit from me. Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects, called the AudioFuse Creative Suite, is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit achoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use. Okay, next Waves product, Waves Clarity. Um, so um, uh, Dom makes a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk to you in a minute, Dom. Oh, I shall be professional. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, Russ, you, you, you. Ha- well, you've used this you've more than seen I, it. You've I, used I, I've it. not only used it; I bought the cheap one. It was, it's twenty nine dollars at the moment, and what it does it as allows you. What what what's what's most well? There's there's a number of things. It's impressive because it works really well because it uses machine learning or whatever whatever we, we we want to call this it's use it's it's smart it knows it knows what's it knows what noise is and it knows what a voice is so it's not just gating or filtering or stuff like that but secondly you can use it live you can use it in the channel strip as you're recording so if you've got a particularly noisy environment you can you could put it on as i say you can you can record with it on uh, which is brilliant so it's brilliant for like rooms with air cons running or traffic outside the house or all sorts of stuff like that, and it is quite it is quite magical. There's then the VX Pro, which is uh, Damien did a fantastic review of it on the site, which is a uh, all singing, all dancing, and uh, the the results are incredibly impressive, as they say. Dom, I'm sorry, but they are. Uh, so, yeah, no, <laughs> I I don't disagree. I did check the video out, and uh, you know, and and it's just if. If it works how it looks like it does on the video, where you simply turn the knob up and it all, does. The, all the background disappears, that is very, very clever. Again, I'm going to argue it's not actually artificial intelligence or machine learning; it's just well programmed. But, um, but yeah, I think that it's, if if you're a person, particularly, it must be for the guys that work in in film and post. I mean, this must save them an enormous amount of time to just turn up one knob and the whole thing goes. That must be amazing. 
Yeah, the, because because part of the problem with uh, other systems, the, the, the very popular ones, is you kind of have to do lots of you do a lot. Of, yes, there's kind of algorithms built into them to 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 try and get it right first time. But Mike has always sworn by the idea that you do several passes. You don't do one yeah. hard pass. You yeah. do several gentle passes. And that's how he's always claimed to get the best results. And sure. being Mr. Rx, I think we have to take that advice uh, yeah. seriously. But now this is just set and forget. It's just brilliant. And there's some Dan who used to be on the team, he's on the Waves team these days. And he, he's made a fantastic video of his wife singing in a kitchen and he's using a chainsaw and uh, and and, and uh, a lawnmower and other stuff in the background, and it's just brilliant. It's just it's just it's a, it reminds me. And, and then he uses a blender, and it's kind of the, the question you almost want to ask about this plugin is: Will it blend? <laughs> and, I wonder if, it does. Uh, if you've used it. Uh, I just wonder like, all the sounds that you're you're mentioning there. They're all those kind of constant sounds, a bit like how you know noise cancelling headphones works really well on cutting out the sound of an aeroplane or yeah. the sound of the tube but but the sound of somebody talking next to you doesn't go yeah um is, is it the same sort of thing where it's like if it's a constant droning sort of thing it can deal with it really easily but but other than drones it struggles no it's really good on all sorts of stuff it's Great. really clever it really Great. is it really is very very smart but uh, mm. as i say it is it, it, so if the fa- if, if a phone went off now it'd probably catch it and do something right. with it well wow. there's some really yeah. smart stuff like i remember i didn't uh it reminds me a little of Descript's studio sound. Descript is the uh, the uh, transcription software, but they built studio sound. And I remember recording on my iPhone in my kitchen with the ovens on so the fans would run and the kitchen was all, all ringy and my daughter was playing Mario Kart in the background on purpose. <laughs> Did it all on purpose. It got it all out. It was insanely good. So we live in good, we live in good times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah. then at the, put at the end of your plugin chain, put some noise back in. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Sound of some record crackle or something like that. Yeah, a bit of noise, <laughs> bit of crackle, bit of hum. Excellent. Well, I mean, uh, Russ, it sounds to me like that's a that's a hit. I'd be very oh, yeah, big thumbs up from me. Yeah, I think okay. it's really clever. Um, and uh, really, really Dom, good. you're you're, you're... A, a small and reluctant uh, thumbs up from okay, me. Okay, all right. I haven't used it yet. <laughs> a but microwave. It's... I haven't used it yet, but it's it does something that I need, and it does it um it does it at the turn of a knob. So what's not to like? Listen, you know? right. anything yeah. anything that anything that, that that makes my life easy, and I don't have to read a manual for it, gets the thumbs up yeah. for me every time. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, next up, I don't know if anyone heard about this, but apparently Apple released a new computer. Oh, so, did, uh, they? did they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, uh, I thought you'd have seen that on the internet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We didn't. Uh, we didn't cover it at all. Did barely. We? <laughs> barely caused a ripple. I know. But um. But yeah, the Mac Studio uh, and various other associated things, uh, um, new chips and stuff. Um, we've we've spoken about this, but we can talk about it again. You know, it's like, uh, uh, what do we think? Uh, we've got some first-hand reports from from people who've actually used them now, rather than just yeah. We've got some. We've got some community members that that bought them. It's the fastest-selling Mac ever. I think is if you go on the Apple site wow, now and try and really? buy one. Oh yeah, you can't. They're like rocking horse poo already. You can't if you went on now and tried to say, "Can I get one from a store?" Huh. I can't find one in the UK at the moment of either model. Uh, uh, they might have come in again today, but the last time I looked, the ultras were running out to June now. As uh, God. as wow. uh, I'm just looking again now while we're talking. Uh, what I was going to say is that, and obviously there's been some teardowns of them as well now and other stuff. Uh, 
learn more by. So if I went to if you if I wanted to spec one today and get it get it. So at the moment, uh, oh, deliveries have come back up again. They're back into May. Still May though. Mm, if you bought yeah. if you bought if you bought the if you bought the uh, Max today, it's deliveries are between twenty first and twenty eighth of April. If you bought the Ultra, between thirteenth and twentieth of May, so another four weeks. Yeah. And pick up. Let me just put one in. If I just put Belfast in. Uh, no, BT twenty. Let's try that, which is my local store. Three SB. It's a bit of a picky one. You can't just put BT twenty in. Are they in stores again? Mm. Don't know. In stores in May. Yeah, twentieth of May. In all, uh, that's every Apple store in the country. I've just put in. Wow. Uh, well, yeah, they are going. Huh. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so and then pick up in store for the base, the the baby one, BT twenty three SB. That's twenty eighth of April. A month. It's a month away. So so it's a month to two months to get one at the moment, which is a, which is which is incredible. Uh, what I want to say is there's a great quote come out, I fix it, are these people who take things to bits, take every Mac down to every last screw. Right. And it's really useful if you ever want to disassemble a Mac and put it back together. They do these teardowns. And their assessment was, if Apple squeezed a Mac Pro into a Mac Mini, you get something that looks a lot like the new Mac Studio. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a great quote. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, they're... they're I don't think we're going to see the Sawn-Off Mac that we that's been touted a bit. There was a Mac Pro. There was a there was a few pictures going around of the half-height Mac Pro for the next round of Mac Pro updates. But I think right. this is what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah They've I, managed to get it smaller and put it in a smaller box. I think the Mac it, Studio is what is is actually um, what you just said. But if it was explained badly, you'd get a half-height Mac Pro. You know, if right. you. Yeah. Hinting at what's hinting at what the Mac Studio was like without coming straight out with it. So yeah, I can. Well, if you were, if you were depending on rumors, that's you'd probably yeah. end up with a half height Mac Pro. Exactly. It? Whereas this is this is what actually it is. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's it's a stunning machine, and I, I use a Mac. I use a MacBook Pro M1 at Max, and I clamshell it in the studio. And uh, I live in a world now where I don't ever think I need more power. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, perhaps I should uh, sign up for uh, Acoustica. Is it Acoustica? The ones that everybody wants everybody to check it on. Oh, yeah. See if you can run two instances of one of their EQs. <laughs> is it like Maybe that? Not. Is it? Are, they, are they really, really power hungry? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, they do sound good. So they've got that, you know, you sort of, you still do want to use them, even though it's a pain, because you, you do have to think about it. You know, once you've got a couple running, then you sort of have to start thinking about whether you need to. Whether you can do it or whether you need to freeze your track because you've got you've got this you've got the third EQ across your session of this particular type, you know, whatever it is, the Neve one or whatever. But yeah, it's annoying. I'd be interested to see how they, you know, how that works actually with uh, with this one. You know, running a session on one of these, see if you can get a ton of acoustic stuff. I mean, I only I only re redid, you know, I got the the Mac Pro like a couple of years ago, whatever, something like that a couple of years ago. So I'm not in the market at the moment, um, which is, you know, whenever a new one comes out, you go, ah, oh, I should have just waited. Um, but it mostly does everything that I want to do. And I think, uh, you know, probably the next iteration of this this computer, whatever that will be, will, put, will be about the right time for me to jump. But um, I mean, it, if it does, you know, anything like, I've heard your experiences with your, with your laptop and how amazing that's been. If it's got that and more, then, um, you know, you can't, you can't see a music studio needing much more than this, really. You know, needing any more power than this has got. 
No, it's stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, thumbs up from me, uh, if you're surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, me too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not planning on replacing my my Mac Mini uh, this year, but it's really nice to know there's some great options out there when the time comes. So, you know, mm. all solved for yeah. the good, really. Yeah, so, um, yeah, monotonously uh, of one mind on that one, but there's no big surprise there. It's a, it's a dull show today. We haven't hated anything yet, have we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, can't yeah, we find... It, there were even two waste products. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, and... we must be able to find something something that's uh, more divisive. I don't know. Um, well, maybe this will be it. Um, so, Dolby... Dolby Atmos, um, uh, personalised rendering. So this is this business that actually Russ, Russ finds this a tough listen when I talk about it. This, yeah, this uh, is where I'm going to glaze it. I'm going yeah. to read the Daily Mail. PHRTF stuff. So basically you can create um, uh, create something that's going to uh, render binaural, uh, binaural playback so that it's appropriate to your ears rather than just an average set. And because of that, it translates better, and it's a more immersive experience when you use it. Um, this will be uh, this. This is uh, in beta, but it's 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 not going to be a charge for extra. I um, should, shouldn't say it's free because you've got to have the got to have the Dolby Atmos um, uh, software, which is which is paid for, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't pay more to get this as well, and uh, and it's pretty simple as well to to, to set up. It's not too complicated. Um, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, but I would. But I covered the the launch site. So I'm aware of it. But I don't know, Dom, you, you do you ever listen to anything binaural? I don't. You're you're not Atmos yet, are you? Not as far as I'm um, aware. I'm not. And uh, to be honest, I I am denied about it a lot last summer and nearly went and I didn't and I'm glad I didn't. Um, but uh, without getting into all of that and the whole you know Atmos mm. kind of progression with studio engineers. Um, th- this looks like a very useful and um, uh, and helpful kind of upgrade to to the to the package that everyone has to buy in order to to listen to Atmos anyway. Um, I've 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 heard some stuff, you know, the spatial audio stuff via um, you know the Apple Music uh, software, and mm. and it sounds all right. It sounds pretty good. Um, I I was lucky enough to go to a proper demo at the Dolby offices in um in soho square um and that sounded amazing you know that was but obviously you know they were playing me the best stuff the best yeah. uh, mixes that are using the implementing the whole uh, atmos thing to the best uh, to its best advantage so that sounded amazing um and i i am generally a fan of that kind of you know of surround uh music um and yeah it seems like it seems like a good idea that 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 it gives you something that you can use your headphones um, mm. to, to get involved in the mix and get involved with the Atmos placing of things that is actually considerably more accurate mm. than than what people are having to be sort of wrangling already. So sure. I see uh, M. Ray said something about it that that it seemed to be, he calls it significant improvement. And I know he's he is knee deep in Atmos mixes. So um, I guess, you know, I guess it works. It must be good. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I'd, I'd say all the same stuff that applies to mixing on headphones in stereo compared to mixing on speakers applies to this in the same way. Different, but fundamentally the same. Of mm. you wouldn't you wouldn't do a stereo mix only on headphones. I know people do, but it's it's not it's not the best idea. And in exactly the same way, if you're doing an Atmos mix that's going to go anywhere, you need to hear it on speakers at some point. But you can do a lot of the work away from that. 
you know, expensive and not necessarily available all the time uh, array when you're when you're doing kind of you know prep and and you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah. you know, yeah. it's a, it's a, and it's a useful addition to a workflow. But I don't think anyone's saying yeah, you don't need to buy a load of speakers if you want to work in Atmos. Yeah, but actually, I mean, the more accurate this is, um, the more it becomes an option. I would have thought for people to be able to get quite a way through a mix on headphones. And then go somewhere else to finish it off rather than it yeah. being a, if you haven't got a fully Atmos kind of equipped studio of your own, you can't, you can't venture into that area. So, exactly. so maybe that, you know, if that is the case, then that's probably a, you know, a step forward. It's a great help for, for learning the workflow as well, just because, you know, yeah. that's something you really I know we haven't want got to do with your own yet, time. But Logic 1073 has also got a lot of new stuff in that as well. And what seems to be happening, which is encouraging, because I remember, Dom, you and I talked about the investment in Atmos about six six months to 12 months yeah. ago, yeah. is when Atmos was kind of, the, Atmos was coming to the fore in the industry and everybody thought, well, I need to get into this. The In the early days, people were looking at significant investments to be able to mix in Atmos and... And quite quickly, it seems that there is a democratization of the Atmos mixing world, uh, which doesn't mean that everybody can mix in their bedroom. But it, it, it is it is interesting that these things are coming along. As say, Log Logic's last release had Atmos mixing built in, uh, and that can't do any harm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements, the free way to record high-quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com. Coincidentally, um, that is the next item on the list. But uh, before we go to that, um, the Dolby Atmos personalised rendering, uh, we should we should do a, a, a thumbs up, thumbs down on that, I suppose. So, uh, um, Dom, where are you on this? Yeah, I'll give it a, a thumbs up. I, I am assuming a thumbs up. It seems to be a step in the right direction for uh, for making this more easier for everybody. Fair enough, fair enough. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Russ, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, it seems it's, it's, it's getting a lot of love out there right now, isn't it? If you look in the Dolby mixing groups and mm. stuff like that, and the forums and stuff. So, uh, oh, great. Uh, Dolby have done some. Dolby have made some real headway in the last two or three years of, of supporting the mixing com community. Yeah, uh, it's actually well. There's there's a guy called Miles um, who used to be. I, I used to work with him at Metropolis actually, and then he was, and then he worked at um, Strong Room, and then he worked for Pete Townsend, and and now he works for Dolby as as like the 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 guy that liaises between us studio types and Dolby. So they've got a guy who absolutely understands how we talk in the room in every occasion. So it kind of makes sense that they're. Uh, they're yeah, there's some the really, yeah. We need. I know two or three of the Dolby team. They're all really lovely people. Of course, there's yeah. Dave, David Gould's there for ex-Avid. He's, he's a lovely British guy. And yeah. uh, I was going to say, is that Miles Better, uh, the guy you're talking about? Uh -huh. No, it's not. I don't <laughs> okay. know Miles Better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ah. <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that one. That's staying uh, in. It's Friday afternoon. <laughs> there's a guy here at my drive through coffee shop. He's an Australian guy, and he told me his name was Blair, and I then asked him if his last name was Witch, and uh, he, he glazed over, obviously, because he, <laughs> he didn't realise that dad jokes were in. Uh, oh, dear. Well done. You got me. <laughs> uh, so Logic 10.7.3 has binaural uh, and uh, spatial and Atmos monitoring. Um, we won't go there, but... 
spatial audio and Atmos are related but not identical. And uh, if you need to know more about that, Edgar wrote a great piece on the blog. Go yeah, and check it out. Edgar's it's always comes up trumps, doesn't he, with the stuff he writes. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So, um, so but anyway, it's it's built in now. So, uh, so that's kind of like a pretty much like the like the last thing, but rather than it being in Dolby Atmos renderer, it's actually in Logic itself. So you can now plug your headphones in and check your mixes, can't you? Is that that's what it means, isn't it? I, I mean, presumably you just you just mix through through that. Um, uh, if you're doing that kind of immersive mix. Um, from and and there's a really strong argument that that I mean some people will be saying there is nothing wrong with that because this is the way this stuff's going to be consumed because who's got a speaker array to listen to it on there are soundbars and you know things that bounce uh, upward pointing speakers that bounce off the ceiling and stuff but um, not that many people have got uh, simple one point four arrays. Uh, um, uh, you know, if, I, I'm going to be the the, the the baddie in the room here because I, I I don't quite get spatial audio because I put on the new Tears for Fears album the other day on my laptop, and uh, I'm at a song in and I'm thinking this sounds a bit ropey. I'm not who's mixed this, and then I go in the back end and I, I think, and it's auto defaulted to be in spatial audio. And the minute hmm. I took it out of spatial audio, it sounded right again. No, really. Oh, yeah. Dear. So, yeah. So, were you listening? You were listening. On I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I just need to wash my ears out. But it just still. It 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 sounded exactly what I would expect something called spatial audio to sound. It just didn't sound that stuck. It just didn't sound that cohesive as a mix. Did it sound? It didn't reverby? sound that solid. Did it sound reverby? Not even that. It's just that. There's a basic premise in mixing, isn't there? If you want something to have presence, you don't you don't put you you, you reduce the amount of reverb on it. And if you want, because reverb smears, hmm. and if you've got a vocal sitting in a track, and somehow somebody's, it could just be. I don't even want to go to the place of saying, well, it could just be a bad mix in spatial. I don't know whether it's just gone through a, a processor or somebody's actually mixed in spatial. But it just on on my laptop, which to be honest is stereo. So why even bother? Uh, it could it, it, it's it could just be that Apple Music, which is a which is a car crash of an application at the best of times. So <laughs> the, I remember the good old days of iTunes, but Apple Music these days is just like it, it seems to be built to prevent you from listening to music uh, properly. <laughs> and again, the, the I'm having a rant now, but the minute I turn spatial off, the whole thing just glued together again. Which right. is which is what I'd expect because spatial, you'd expect stuff to come apart. Yeah, by, I suppose that yeah, by the nature of it, you, you have to pull spatial stuff apart audio. To, to pan it around. Yeah, and, and my concern with spatial audio is we've got the tail wagging the dog because if you've got a four piece rock band, let's say just a rock and roll band, and then it and then it's mixed in spatial. Well, don't. Just, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, just keep it stereo. Yeah. Because yeah. whereas if you've got a Pink Floydy kind of scenario where there's yeah, I'll get 50 that Roger Waters then, echoey guitar flying yeah, get around in the middle of it, yeah, 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 things like that. But uh, yeah, I uh, I turned it off because it, yeah. and it sounded and it sounded better. And yeah. I remember one day being out with the dog and I had it on my AirPods when I was listening to a track. And every time I moved my head, things in the track moved, which I guess is what's supposed to happen. But no, thanks, no. 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 I want the guitar to be, always be where it was. Yeah. Because that's oh, yeah, because they do the tracking thing with, with spatial, don't they? They do. They do in a pair of AirPods. Yeah. 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 I don't think that's an advantage. I think that's a disadvantage. It is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you almost feel like the band's running to one side of the stage and then running back again. <laughs> Get your guitar. Russ is turning left. <laughs> 
and, and apparently like uh, over 80 percent of sort of music consumption as it were is on headphones according to the guys at dolby so so that is really where it's going to be i mean you're right that's where it's going to be heard um, yeah, is, and it's like even with stereo, headphones. it's like even with stereo, we kind of over egg the cake sometimes because most gigs, where do you stand at a gig to get a stereo experience? Generally, you don't. You you, you hardly get any. You can use it for a bit of separation. So, uh, yeah. So rant over. Hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic, and we should all do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. However, the logic, you know, fair play for logic for for bringing this in. Yeah, you know, I think that's. That's uh, anything that makes the whole process easier. For the guys that want to do the Atmos stuff, this must be, you know, if you're already yeah. in Logic, then this if must be If it stops great. people doing those kind of mixes I just said, then happy days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a bit, I'll tell you what it is. I feel like it's the audio equivalent of clip art right now. Do you remember that in the kind of <laughs> 90s when we all got computers and we all got, we got like, we got uh, tons of clip art. And we so mm. we everything we did I had to have clip art on it. And, uh, uh, the best thing is something without clip art on it generally. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think we're going through a pendulum swing of of you know like no, like mono stereo and now it's Atmos and the everybody's gone into Atmos and spatial world and some people people realise actually this one actually does sound better in stereo so let's leave it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I didn't, that wasn't the, meant. I wasn't meant to rant that, was I? But there we go. It's the new technology and and everyone's excited about it and 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 again I think you know there's certain elements of the industry that that are hoping that people can't get enough of this and therefore there'll be more hardware and stuff and and software upgrades to be sold on the back of it um which uh i'm not entirely sure i'm in agreement with i don't yeah. think they're right but who am i to argue with apple yeah they're they're richer than me <laughs> Okay, they're richer than everyone so <laughs> yeah. uh, um well it, it's and misses then so um russ it's a hit it is, yeah, yeah, it's it? a hit. Okay. Yeah. It's a hit. No, listen, I, I've got yeah. no problem with Apple doing what they're doing with Logic. Any, any, as I say, anything that makes things e- makes it easier for mix guys to figure out how the mix will sound in Atmos, the better, because then we'll probably end up with less weird mixes. Because it couldn't have been much more difficult than what people were having to do with that workaround and then put yeah. it out to your phone. Yeah. And yeah. It was, yeah, all of that. Okay, so I think we've got a kind of a pretty much a clean sweep with a couple of abstentions, really. So uh, that's not bad for March. Uh, I think mm, we should um, move over to Find of the Week. RSPE Audio Solutions design, sell, and install professional audio and video equipment. Their team are available by phone, live chat, or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do to help, reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com. So, find of the week. Uh, Dom, what's your find of the week? Well, this is, as we are speaking, it's not out yet, but I think it's definitely going to be out by the time... By the time they um, hear this. By the time this comes out, yeah. So... Um, it's it's uh, Andrew Shep's Bounce Factory, um, which if you are a a Pro Tools user, and particularly if you're also a Soundflow user, which <laughs> it is, sounds like somewhere you'd take your kids for a <laughs> to party. the Bounce Factory. Actually, my daughter is <laughs> yeah. at a trampoline yeah. party tonight. Yeah, <laughs> um, and- yeah. It's uh, it's just it's amazing. It, it, you know, if you ever find yourself having to bounce you know stems and stuff which we all do and it's one of the most tedious parts of uh, well is the most tedious part of mixing um you can kind of i won't get into it too much because there's quite a lot to explain really but you can basically hit a few buttons with his with his uh software in your in your daw 
and uh, and then go home, and it will bounce all your mixes for you, all your versions, um, all your stems, and it will tell you, send you an email when it's done each version, so you know it's or still a text message. And, your text, yeah. I, I mean, think it's, it's a, is it text or is it an email? I think you might be right. I just think it's an email. Either. Oh, is I think it? It's either. It is yeah. either because it's because yeah, it is because yeah. Julian and I both got a sneak peek of this a, a, a week ago, right. and uh, talk about understatement of the year. So, so Andrew says I've got something to show you guys today. So, so he screen shares with us and he said, so, so during the pandemic, I learned the code. Okay, right. Okay, right. Yeah, okay, fine. Standard, he didn't say yeah. it. He just, you know, as, as, as if he just t- he was telling us he just learned how to make tea. Yeah. And uh, it really was like that. And then he started showing us this. And uh, and I had this list of questions to ask. And I think Julian said that had the same. And by the end of the conversation, it was like, all right, tick, tick, tick. He's, he's ticked all these boxes. I'll tell you what it is. It's the, studio, it's the studio assistant we all wish we could afford, isn't it? It, well, I said is, you're putting assistants out of business, and he said, "No, I'm just stopping them from having to do the really boring stuff." Yeah, like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it is absolutely stunning. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and, the, and actually, actually the, he promo, was, he was, the promo video for it is hilarious as well. Oh, I'll have to check that out because he was showing it to me, and it was uh, he sort of showed me a whole bunch of stuff, and I said, "This is amazing," and then he goes. And then it does this. You're like, you're joking. That is also amazing. And it kept on new levels of this saves so much time and effort and stress. And yeah, yeah, amazing. I agree. It's, it's really, the ambition really of it, isn't it? It just keeps going. And mm. it's, you think it was like that, wasn't it? it you was think, like, oh, that, it was, and yeah. that's what it does. And it goes, oh, and, and, and by the way, yeah. and, and it does this, and it does <laughs> yeah. this. And, and actually, the freebie it comes with, we won't spoil it now until you've tr- ch- tr- checked it out yourself. The freebie would have been worth the Zoom call. Because yeah, what he's done absolutely. as a freebie, you're going, holy shit, that's cool. We, we all want that for Pro Tools. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is going to put Pro Tools in steroids and take yeah. away. And I said to Andrew, this gets you back to mixing and away from bouncing, which is just a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. You can You can spend all your time in the studio mixing and then you leave. And let the bouncing happen when you are not there, which is just a joy. Yeah. So good. Mm. So we don't like it then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Russ, what's your find of the week? In a similar ilk, uh, I've been working with a guy called James uh, for the last three years. He's built HitSend, and it's another kind of thing that mixing engineers, it, he's solved a really annoying puzzle, which is you've done your mix and you send it to your, you send it to your client. And they want to listen to it on various devices. And you're using Dropbox. And then you've got to worry about them stealing it off you before they've paid for it and all that kind of stuff. So he's built this platform called HitSend. Basically, it's a mix review system, which online or on your iPhone has better than WAV quality sound for a start, which is mad. Mm. Uh, It has things like gapless playback. So if you're a mastering engineer, you can send a CD online for them to check before pressing it. Clever. Mm, uh, yeah. Full quality. And then the cool thing is the client marks it all up and says, oh, the guitarist gets hold of it and says, oh, can you make the guitar louder in the in the mix or the bass player does and all that kind of stuff. So you get all, then all those revisions that you get, you can download into your favorite door and it, they all appear along the timeline as notes, as markers. So in the mix, you can have all these 
notes and then you send the second mix and all these different versions and you can you can do it there's a drop down where you go this is mix a and this is mix b so you can compare the two mixes and stuff like that but yeah that's then, that, i really like that function that's really clever so so they they've literally can drop between the different versions of the mix that you've been doing so that they can compare when they said something last time they can hear you changed it and and it's better and i think that's a really for the client i think that's a really nice feature that's really good and then the best bit because we're not all doing this as a charity when they're happy with the mix, they press a button to approve the mix. It's linked to every payment platform you can think of, almost. That pops up. They pay you. Once the payment clears, they can download the mix there and then. And even actually, I, I, I spoke to him about this because I was having a look at this the other day and said, uh, you know, that, that bit isn't working for me because I use like Zero is my, you know, the accounting software that I use. I normally use bank transfers rather than PayPal. And uh, yeah. and he was like, oh yeah, that's all going to be integrated soon. Don't worry, that's yeah. working okay. on that. Like, they, oh, they, wow. they, 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 they got to the point where they've just got to get out the door. So at the moment, it's payment platforms, but the net, but they're already working because I know they are on integrating it with FreshBooks, Zero, QuickBooks, all those kind of things. So as soon as you get paid, when the payment arrives, it will just release it. Yeah, and then immediately that, again, that saves you. It's a bit like. Um, Andrew's thing where you just you just don't have to think about that. You don't have to be around to do the bounces anymore. With this, you don't have to go, oh, right, now I've paid, so then I have to remember to upload everything, do a wee transfer of all the stuff. You've dropped it into the folder already, and simply the action of them paying frees it up, and they download it. It just takes another job off your hands, doesn't it? It's really good. And it has 3,000 integrations with Zapier and stuff like that, so you can create oh, yeah, all these custom cool automations well, and stuff yeah. as well. And it, and it links to Google Drive and Gmail and Dropbox. It really is. If you look at the, if you look at the, the, the list of what it does, it's insane. Oh, the other thing, you can brand it as well. Oh, there's a couple of other things. You can brand it, so when people open the player, it would say Don Morley on it, so it's not just a generic Dropbox player or shit like that. And the other thing you can do as well, I forgot to mention, is, uh, I was going to, what was going to tell you then? Uh, Because Dom, you brought it up the other day. That was really cool. I just saw it as I was going down on it. So you do branding. What was the last thing? It just, I just got a moment of, of, checking here just give me one second and i'll be reminded of what it was uh, oh yeah it does it get, you can switch between what it will sound like on all the different streaming platforms oh so yeah. the, the customer Amazing. can hear what it'll sound like on itunes and spotify and all those different things before they get it it's really smart it's made mm. for pros so uh yeah both of these solutions are but again yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a great bit of. I'm really pleased that people are at last not making another 1176 clone, and people are actually <laughs> making stuff that's really useful. Much as we love our 1176 clones, we've all got plenty of them now. Yeah, 1176 clones are like assholes. We've all got them, but we shouldn't <laughs> always get them out in public. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, On that bombshell, how tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> Julian, what's yours, mate? Uh, mine's mine's Blue Cat's free amp plugin, which put, kind of passed me by. I remember when the the like the paid for amp plugin, the name of which escapes me right now, um, was released, and and Richard Hilton was saying, "Oh, this is great, this is really good." And I thought, well, well, he he knows his stuff; that must be good. Yeah. As far as I took it, and then um, Luke used it in a in a video, which uh, isn't out yet, but will come, come out next week at some point, and. Um, and I thought, actually, that does sound nice, doesn't it? And it's not even the whole plugin. It's just the default is like a Fender amp, and it's just amazing. It's great. I'm just, but do you I get, didn't you even get three amps the in there, don't you? You get, like, <laughs> you do. You get, don't you get, I think you get a Marshall, and a Fender, some, and something and, else. And I, think 
is it or is it a Soldano? Some kind of high gainy thing, anyway. Yeah. But uh, mm. but yeah, I'm not interested in the other two. It's just this Fender. It just sounds great. So cool. yeah, I've just been having a little go on that, and yeah, um, awesome. Basically, just awesome. Uh, and I haven't got anything else to say about that. So um, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you to my guests, uh, Russ and Dom, for, for sharing their thoughts on uh, things that were released in March. Um, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert Podcast.